Hello, welcome to Vet Club. This is an edition of Vet Talk. We're gonna we're gonna talk about stuff, which is very different from other shows where we really don't talk much at all. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm in kind of so I, I'm laughing because when Topher started recording for the show, he forgot to hit the button that plays the music, and it just made me laugh. Um, oh, that's all. I was I thought there was something happening behind me. <laughs> No, there's no one behind you or anything. It was just, you were like turning the volume up, but there was nothing playing. And so I was just trying not to laugh into the microphone. Um, apparently it's been a while. You forgot how to do the podcast. Yeah. It hasn't been that long, has it? How long has it been? I don't know. I think it's only been like a week. Yeah. It's a holiday week. So. It was a month before that, that we didn't do one. Yeah. But like, you did anyway, so uh, it's a vet talk and we're going to talk about resources and how you can how you how you can vet the different resources <laughs> um to figure out like what's good what's not like what are some things that you know you can share with colleagues you can share with clients like how like just not yeah because you're always things. talking about how it's like oh everybody has like the world's knowledge in their hand with the phone and stuff so there's yeah. things that they can just look up just look what up. if they look it up and it's wrong yeah you or look up, it's it's a bad silly. site or something like that so and this got prompted because a colleague had um sent information uh to me that was like oh here's this like this great website that's a, a resource for you know treating these diseases and blah, blah blah and i looked into it and i was like i don't think this is a great resource <laughs> um and so that's kind of what prompted this. This you and I were talking about that, and you're like, "We should do a podcast about this." <laughs> so, um, yeah. So the first thing I will say is this isn't easy. It's not necessarily always easy or obvious to find, um, you know, uh, to sort out what's going to be good quality and what's poor yeah, quality. Yeah, because you talked about in in the past with uh, like there was one that had scientific papers that. Yeah. Like 20 of them had to be retracted. Oh, well, yeah, those are, those are, um, you know, important when they happen, but rare occurrences where, um, you know, the things that get published in respected journals, things like that. Later, we come to find out that somebody had cheated or lied or, or, you know, and, you know, publish things fraudulently, um, that it does happen. It doesn't happen very often, or at least, um, doesn't seem like, collectively but there's been a few times yeah. in but there's all kinds of things that could just spin off from that too yeah. it's like yeah. people now could go back and do some research and find like websites that have references to yeah. those articles yeah. that they put out before it was retracted yeah, yeah. like with all good intentions right. they didn't know yeah. any better it just sure. happens to still be around like the what, like there's a thing that pops up every now it's like old websites that are still alive like i think oh, the yeah. space jam Oh, really? Website is still on the internet. That's hilarious. But it's from the. Did the first the Space 90s. Jam come out when there was internet? Yeah, barely. Okay, I was like, really? <laughs> Internet's been around like, for a long time. I know, but Space Jam has been around for the first Space Jam came out a long time ago too. Um, so, okay, the first thing I will say about that, um, which wasn't necessarily where we were going to go as far as like fraudulent stuff, but this is why repetition in science is so important. Not because you you have to like weed out frauds all the time, but this is that's one benefit of it. If people try to replicate somebody else's research and they can't, you have to question like, okay, well, was it something unique about this location? Um, like, you know, there's some confounding factor that they're not even aware of, like the, the yeah. scientists don't realize they're doing, or are they cheating and lying? I mean, that's how a lot of these big things come out. As people try to replicate, you know, similar situations, they're like, we are not getting anywhere near what these people are getting. And it calls that into question. That was the thing that happened a lot with my friends that were doing a PhDs in like biological sciences. Mm -hmm. They would um, 
be getting like interesting results, results, results that they didn't expect. Yeah. And so one of the first things they would usually do is they would try to do it in someone else's lab. Yeah. And if everything happened the way you thought it was supposed to happen in that lab, then you went and it's like, is something just dirty? Yeah, exactly. Is there some contaminant or was right. one of our reagents not stored properly or who knows what? But so you do have to question when things are, are different, but sometimes it's like, no, this is different. And, and we have to try to figure out why or so was the problem with ours? Was the problem with ours? There's something different. But um, this kind of is dancing around probably the, the first and most important thing when you go on the internet and you are trying, you're finding like a website, um, you know, that has medical information. Um, the one thing I, I'm, the first thing I'm going to look for is where are the resources? What sources? Like if you're making claims, um, on the internet, there should be some reference for that. And it's just so darn easy to reference things on the internet anymore. Like well, it's also how everybody's trained. What do you mean? Everybody's trained to like put references. Your sources? Yeah. What do you mean everybody? Is everybody trained? Like like random Joe Schmo making a... Uh, oh, no, everybody that is at like a doctor. Yes, yes, exactly. So if you have somebody who says they are a, a veterinarian or an MD or some sort of doctor, PhD, doesn't matter. You're right. Those people yeah. should know. Yeah, all through undergrad, we had to anything cite Anything you everything. claim, anything you claim, you have to cite. Um, yeah, our, our lab and I think reports, that's really important. we had to cite references. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's part of the training process, right? Is like, mm -hmm. where did you get this information? So if you are making a claim, um, you should have a, a list of your references. Um, so that's step one. Like, are there references for this? Um, and if the answer to that question is no, then that doesn't necessarily mean the information is bad, but it means they haven't made it easy for you to verify it. So you now have to decide, like, do I just throw this out and say this isn't a good one? Or do you do the work to try to independently verify it? Um, so if you're like, man, but I really, I really like the things they're saying and I really like how they're organized and I think this could be a good resource. Like, for example, I want to send clients to this. Then I think before you do that, you have to either like reach out to, you know, the people who run the website and say, hey, is it possible for you to provide me with a list of the references that, you know, for the claims that you've made or you do the legwork yourself? Now, if this is something you were wanting to use for yourself, because you're like, I'm looking for guidance on how to treat, you know, pick a disease um, and you find something and it looks professional and it looks great and you're like, cool. So maybe they have hired a good webmaster or they happen to ha be good at that. That doesn't mean the information is good. So something that looks like a high quality yeah. website can be very misleading because you're like, wow, this looks really good. This must be legit. Frequently good no. science has a terrible website. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where it's like, wow, this is really boring and isn't catchy at all. And like, ugh, I, I'm kind of bored just looking at the font is whatever. You're like, oh, this is probably good science. <laughs> is this the font from the notepad? <laughs> yeah. So they, they probably focus more on this. But now that doesn't mean it's good. Right. Um, but really I just want, I want to see your references. And if you're not providing me with your references, the question is, is it cause you don't have any, um, two is because they're not going to hold up. Like they're not going to like hold up to even a little bit of scrutiny. Um, you know, like, why not? That's, that's my first question. If you're somebody who should know better and, and somebody that for me, if I'm going to a website, I want somebody who knows more than me, which means they probably should know how to reference things. Right. Um, and if they don't, I am suspicious. Because even if the, the, you know, that you've created a website and it's intended for like a lay audience, you can still provide your references and you can, you know, put them on a separate page so it's not distracting, you know, or, or pulling I mean, away from Wikipedia your really pretty. Wikipedia does that. Exactly. The ultimate the lay person site. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, I think even lay people understand that you need some references. 
Okay, so step one is, have they provided references? And if the answer is no, for me, I'm probably just going to move on, honestly. I'm going to try yeah, to find- Yeah, there's plenty of other like, websites. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to keep looking. Um, but if again, you, you could do the extra legwork yourself. Step two, look at those references. Uh, and what I mean by that is, step one is like, so yes, are the references to read them. Like even just by skimming the titles that they've provided for you can give you an idea like, are these- quote unquote, real references are these legitimate references. And what I mean by that is what kind of references are they citing? Are these literature reports? Is this somebody else's website? Is this a news article? Like what are the actual references? Are these, you know, high quality scientific yeah, research are they articles? Journals that you recognize. Yeah. And you know, if they're, if it's human medicine stuff, you might not necessarily recognize all of them. But, um, but you can probably get a sense, even some of the titles of the thing of the articles that they're referencing might, might be helpful. Um, and I, I think you can start to get a f fairly quickly. I think you can get a sense for, yeah, these seem like scientific articles. Like are the titles pretty boring? Um, or are they catchy like news articles? Okay. Again, I'm not saying you have to be done at this point. Um, you're going to have to decide how much further do you dig? And so if they seem kind of sketchy, look at one of them, like go to one or two of them specifically and be like, what is this? Can you find it? Is it real? Um, you know, and then it, wh what was this published again in like a lay publication, which doesn't necessarily mean it's bad, but again, is it going to have, will it have undergone the same degree of, of scrutiny and rigorous review process um, to ensure that it isn't just made up? It's yeah. not just some, some person's opinion. It's pretty easy to check a paper. You just yeah read the abstract and yeah. then go through the paper is like, are they the same thing? Yeah, exactly. And so again, you don't necessarily have to read the entire article and critically review that, but just like, is this, is this a scientific article? Um, and then you can kind of skim through their list of reference. One, is it like, is there a list of references or is there like one reference? And I was like, well, I watched an episode of Blue's Clues one time and he said, you know, like, what, what is this actual reference? Um, and, and kind of, but like, just, Again, you don't have to do a whole research study on this. You don't have to go and spend hours and hours of your time, but the internet makes it pretty easy to quickly find this stuff. And if every time you put something in it, you get 404 file not found, that's that should make you suspicious. So this website that um, I was sent to recently, I found like I had to click on all sorts of things to find references. And there were a lot of hyperlinks that sent me to other places on their website that was like, here's another list. Here's an and then I finally found something that was like, here's our list of resources. And I clicked on it and it brought me up 404 file not found. <laughs> And I was like, okay, then. Um, now, maybe this is a, a website issue, um, but everything I was getting before that felt very circular. It was like, this sent me to this other page on your website, which sent me back to this other page on your website. And I was like, I'm in a labyrinth of just internal citations and not a single thing. Uh, and it was a nice looking website. Like here's a bunch of, there's doctors' names and their faces and things like that. But there wasn't a consist, like every page should have, every statement should have had like, here's our references or here's our resources. And then when I finally found something that said resources and I went to it, it didn't exist. So could that be a glitch in the matrix <laughs> or could it be a glitch in their, in their website? And somebody is just like, oh, we need to update this. It's possible. But until that gets fixed, I'm not going to rely on this website at all. Um, and, and it looked really good. It was a nice looking website. Like yeah. they, they spent probably some good money. They probably are spending money on, uh, on making this look good and look believable. Um, and then I go, why are you spending a lot of money trying to make this look believable 
when you don't have a, a reference page. So then I start to like, what's your motive for having like, cause again, like we were saying earlier, like scientists that are trying to get their science out, their websites suck. Yeah. <laughs> like they're not spending a lot of time, energy and money on making the, the website look good because like, that's what, that's for the general public. Scientists don't care. Right. If I, I'm just looking for facts, um, I don't need it to look pretty. Um, I just need you to make it clear and easy to find and easy to filter through. So those are some, some red flags. Now, again, a nice looking website, doesn't mean the information is bad. Um, but you have to think like, where is their time and energy going into? Is it, is it like a well-funded organization that it makes sense that they'd have a nice looking website, but can also have, you know, support, you know, good scientific research yeah, you or whatever. Expect, like any of the big nutrition companies would have right. a good website because exactly. they have a ton of money. Yeah. Now, which that's an awesome segue <laughs> into the third piece of this reference um, assessment. So one, are there references? Two, do they seem like legitimate scientific references? Three, if you if you like if you have a website that's by a company that you know is going to have an ulterior motive, right? Like it's they're they're a business and they're trying to make money it, somewhere in the medical field. Do they create medical devices? Met, is it a pharmaceutical company? Is it a nutrition company? Then you might have to look and say, did they fund all of these research studies that were cited, right? Um, and and that again doesn't necessarily mean the studies were bad. But it'd be lovely if there were more studies done by other people who did not have a financial interest in saying this is a good thing. Um, because you do have to be a little bit careful with that. The, the inserts of a drug, for example, a, a pharmaceutical company develops a new drug. And in order to get FDA approval, they have to show that it's safe and that it does something. Um, now, they will tout it because, you know, they're a business and they're trying to be like, this is the greatest thing ever and it's going to do amazing stuff. Um, but if you look at the actual studies that they cite, they're usually their own, which they were required to do to get FDA approval. So it's not like that's a bad thing. They, they have those studies. Yes, they should tell you about it. But it may not be the whole story. Um, so for example, so say you have a company that's going to develop uh, a new pain medication. Okay. So pain medication X, they've developed this new pain medication. And in order to get FDA approval, they have to, to prove that it is safe and that it relieves pain. And so for example, a study they could do to get FDA approval is to get say 10 dogs and, you know, this is, this is later in the process. So they would have already done some studies proving that it's effective or it, sorry, that not it's that safe. it's effective, that it's safe. Like, yes, when we give it in this via this route, it gets into the bloodstream and here's the pharmacokinetics and dynamics and, um, and it doesn't kill them. Um, so, okay, we've, we've shown that it's safe and it's reasonable to give. Now we're going to go to that, that last stage, um, uh, the, the phase three, I think clinical trials where we're going to show that it, it does something. And so you're going to compare it. They're like, yes, it was, this pain medication was effective at relieving pain in dogs after castration surgery. But if you look at the actual study they did, they compared it to a control group that didn't get pain medication. And so you're like, oh, cool. This pain medication is better than nothing. But what I want to know, is it better than another pain medication? Well, they're not required to do that to get FDA approval, right? So they're like, yeah, this was really great. And this was a safe and effective and blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay. And again, that's not wrong. But effective compared to placebo is not the same for me when I'm trying to assess the utility of a new pain medication. Is, is it better than a placebo? cool, that's a pretty low bar <laughs> versus is it better than the other medications that I already have and that are cheap and effective and I, you know, like I'm comfortable with them. So how is this better than those? 
they're not required to do that. So if you're looking at a website that's like this new, you know, pain medication is the latest, greatest and blah, 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 blah. And they, they cite all these references and you look at the titles and you go, yeah, you know, medication X is safe and effective for treating, you know, anal for analgesic, um, you know, treatment for dogs following castration, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yep, that, that sounds legitimate. You look at it and it is, there's nothing wrong with that study but it isn't actually maybe answering the question that you want it to, which is, is it better than pain medication B that I've been using for 10 years and works great? So um, that's like the next level. Um, so if you are saying like, hey, whose website is this? And do they have a, a vested interest in convincing you, the person coming to their website, of some sort of information or result, then you might need to be a little bit more skeptical, I guess, is what I would say. Um, I mean, I think you should always be skeptical of everything always. Don't trust anybody. <laughs> um, that, that's not entirely true, but it's a little bit true. I mean, like you do want to question things and 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 I think we have to be... What was the new Taylor Swift? Everyone will something you turn lie to you everyone will betray you betray you is that what what it is i don't remember i was like what word fits everyone will betray you everyone will betray i don't think that's i'm not i'm not quite that cynical you better not betray me topher are you gonna betray me i don't know according to taylor you will yeah Mm -hmm. but i guess i'll betray you so it'll all even out oh that's bad taylor yeah it's bad taylor that's telling good telling real taylor that oh this is doesn't sound like a song this sounds like like a it was soap a music opera. Video. You, oh, it was the video. Yeah. Have I seen it? Yeah. It's you showed the, it to me? The anti-hero video. Oh, okay. I thought the song was Everyone Will Betray You. I didn't, I thought no. that was the whole song. I didn't know it was part of a song. Anyway, you digress. So <laughs> um, I, I do think we should be somewhat skeptical and I think we do have to be careful. The internet is a really, really powerful tool, but like any tool, if you use it improperly or you use it in the wrong setting, it's useless and, and arguably dangerous, right? Like if what you need is a screwdriver and you grab a hammer, you might be able to make that work in some yeah, situations. Flip it if it's a claw hammer. Yeah. But if you need wow. like a chainsaw <laughs> and what you have is a hammer, that's probably going to be very, if it's going to be messy, if you need a hammer and all you have is a chainsaw, like you can, you can see like, can I adapt this? And maybe, but you're going to, it's going to take more work and you're going to have to be really careful. Um, and so the internet is an amazing tool that, um, we can and should use to our advantage because like there's so much information. There's too much information for any one of us to know um, and to keep in our heads and to keep on our shelves. Um, but we we do have to spend, I think, a little bit of time going through it and figuring out like, is this good information or not? So how do you search for something? Like give us an example of when you have to look for something, like a one that you've done recently maybe. So there's there's two different like big picture, two different ways. Like, is this something I don't really know much at all about? I'm going to search differently. Yeah. I'll go like, it, pretend you're, you're, um, you're like a s- small town mm-hmm. veterinarian. Yeah. And these people, um, can't do like, they're not going to go somewhere else. Right. To get the thing in. Like you just have to, I have to see, learn about this yeah. new disease that I've not heard of. Yeah. Figure yeah. out something. So if I don't really know much of anything about this disease, um, so there's a few different options. Um, so I'm going to start with like, honestly, a Google search. 
Um, if there's a Wikipedia page on it, I'm going to be like, cool. Cause you know what I know Wikipedia does? They cite their references. So automatically I'm like, cool. If there's a Wikipedia page, that is a good overview. And I'm going to generally trust it. Wikipedia is pretty good. The difference is they're not going to have a lot of depth for a lot of medical things. Um, but for an overview of something I know almost nothing about, it's a good start. And the nice thing is because they provide their references, if I'm like, ooh, I want to know more about this specific thing that they're writing in Wikipedia, I can go right to those references and dig more from there. So I actually really like Wikipedia and, and things like that. Um, maybe a step up from Wikipedia a little bit better um, is I'm going to do either a Google Scholar search or what I tend to use is PubMed. Um, and I use PubMed partly because I'm at a university and I have like access through the university to all of the um, the journals that the library has a subscription to, um, which means I can get uh, full text for a lot of these things. If you are, um, if you don't have access to subscriptions for all these things, that's going to be a little bit trickier, but you can usually mm -hmm. see certainly at least titles and usually abstracts. So yeah, I haven't had any problems uh, when you do your journal club and I look for stuff on Google Scholar. Yeah, Actually, a lot of, I don't even think I do Google Scholar. A lot of a lot of journals have become open access now. Mm -hmm. um, so there's higher fees to submit and get your articles. Your like if you're the author to get your articles published, but that's to make them open access. Um, and and so there is a big push to try to make more and more journals, scientific journals, open access, which I think is cool. Um, but I do so I'll go to either Google Scholar or PubMed, and I'll just do a search like I would for anything. Like if I'm searching the, you know, lyrics to a ta Taylor Swift song, I'm going to type Taylor Swift song about betrayal or I don't know, like, and, and then I'm going to try to sift through to find, oh yeah, yeah, this is the one I want. So the more I know, the more detail, the better. But if there's a disease I haven't heard of, I'm going to put that disease. What I, one thing I like about PubMed is that it has some search criteria, like that I can narrow things down based on um, the type of article I'm looking for. And so if there's something I don't know much about, I'm going to go on to PubMed and on the left-hand side, there's an option for article types and I'm going to click on review article. Um, and review article is going to give me something that is, as the name implies, a review article, meaning somebody's like, hey, let me summarize what we think we know about this disease up to this point. So it's going to be an overview type article. If I have a very specific question, it may or may not be answered in this, but my goal at this point is I don't really know much about this disease at all, and I just need to start somewhere. And so if I can find a review article on it um, in the species that I'm interested in, that's going to be my, my first pick. Um, and, and that's a good place to start. So that's largely what I'm going to do. Um, what about like forums? I don't tend to use forums. I just, I, it's not, it's not what I, one, it's not what I like. Um, I think the problem with forums is um, unlike like Wikipedia is sort of like a curated forum, right? A bunch of people like, we know a lot about this. Um, they're going to provide their references. Forums, people don't often provide a reference mm -hmm. for their opinions. And so if there's nothing, like if you're searching PubMed and you're searching Google Scholar and Wikipedia and you can't find anything on this, then I think a forum is a reasonable place to go next. Hey, has anyone seen this? Has it, I have a dog with blah, 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 blah. Has anyone seen this? I also have a listserv um, that the uh, ACVEC, the specialty college, like people will do this. Like, hey guys, here I, I've, I've encountered this case with these signs. Does anybody know what's going on? And so that's where you're just like, here's all the experts that I know. And, and so I'm going to try to pull the, the room of, you know, six or 700 people that that's great if there isn't anything published out there. Um, but I'm going to start with what's published and what's reviewed first. Um, so that's probably the closest thing to a forum that I would use would be the, the ACVEC listserv. 
Um, but forms, you have to be a little bit careful because people can just say whatever the heck they want and they don't have to provide references. Yeah. Now, sometimes they will actually on the ACFEC listserv. They're pretty good about that. Like, Hey, here's a reference that I use for this. And I, and I love that when, when people yeah, I don't share know that. for medicine stuff, but I know for, um, like I'll look at it for home improvement stuff. Oh yeah. Sometimes it's, it's a hard to find, uh, yeah. um, like if you have a specific problem, yeah. It's hard to find it because there's so many things that yeah. are the like installation so or the close. basic. It's like, yeah, I know how to do that. I need to know how to do the this next specific level thing. And then um, on those forums, there are people who are, um, it'll like say that this person is a professional plumber okay. or this person is a professional. A verified. Yeah. You get a blue check. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll say in their, their tag that they're verified as okay. having this certification. Yeah. So you'll have like 50 people who don't know what they're talking about. And then mm. you'll have like, Two or three people who two do. or three people who are actual. Yeah. It's like, okay, you can trust them. So like on the veterinary forums and things like that, like I wouldn't go to like a Reddit for this kind of stuff. I don't think there probably is a veterinary yeah. Reddit, but um, like VIN, the veterinary information network is a common place that people would go. Again, I think you have to be a little bit careful. There are some paid experts on VIN. So like if you go on and you have a specific question under the specialty of exotics, then employs, you know, some, some um, specialist part-time to try to answer people's questions. And again, it's expert advice. Um, I guess I'm thinking too, like a form, like not submitting anything on the form, just looking, just looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the same kind of thing. Like art, is it going to have what you want? So if you've tried those other methods and, you know, book chapters, um, review articles, you know, those kinds of things, and you're not getting anything, then sure. Um, you know, try to search for that kind of stuff. Again, the level of evidence, if somebody's like, there is no evidence out here. And I saw something like this once that's the best you got. Yeah. Go with that. Um, but you do have to be a little bit careful. The Michael share forum. Yeah, exactly. Where it's oh, like, yeah, I saw I this once in 1973 and I treated it with this. It smelled like this and you know, blah, blah. And he remembers the patient's name and it's pretty cool. But, um, but, and again, if that's literally all you have, yeah, that's what you're going to go with. Because I saw this once before 30 years ago and I did this and it seemed to work. All right, let's try that again. But it's, it's not very often that you can come across something where there's nobody knows, like you're the first person in the history of the world that's ever seen this. Um, but it's, um, it, you just have to understand the level of evidence you're getting, right? Like that's pretty, it's an N of one from an expert and that's cool. Um, but I'd prefer an N of five or an N of 10, obviously the bigger the numbers get. And then an actual like research study, all of those things are preferable. Um, because there's danger in those ends of one and five and 10. And you know, the, the lower that number, the, the more danger there is of bias and, and just, we were just guessing based on, you know, what made sense and the physiology we understood at the time, blah, blah, blah. Um, so if I don't really know anything, then sure, I might try. But again, that's still, a, a forum isn't going to be my first stop. That's going to be like my fourth stop after the, all, all the other ones have failed. If it's a disease I already know something about, I feel pretty comfortable overall with the disease, but I have like a more specific, you know, question about this medication or this treatment or what's the complications of this. I'm going to go back to like Google, Google Scholar or PubMed and I'm going to try to search for those things. Now I'm going to unclick that review article box um, and I might choose like a clinical trial or prospectives or something like that then it's just going to depend on how common that disease is. Um, there are a few things um, out there that if they're fairly common diseases that are some other nice resources to use if you're, um, you know, you you kind of know about the disease, but you're like, what are we supposed to, how are we supposed to manage this? So there's a, a handful of fairly common diseases in dogs and cats 
where um, we have what are called consensus statements, meaning um, some people have got some experts in the field have gotten together and said, let's get a bunch of people who are nerding out about this particular disease. And let's ask a bunch of like practical questions for how do we diagnose this? How, you know, what does it look like? What are the tests we should run? What are the treatments we should do? What's the pregnant blah, blah, blah. And we get everybody together and we comb through the available literature and where the gaps are, we just get a panel of experts to kind of fill in the gaps. And then we'll tell you what our recommendations are and what the level of evidence for this recommendation is. Like this is a strong recommendation because there's very good evidence or this is like, like we feel strongly about it, but the evidence is pretty crummy. And so there's um, pretty good scaffolding for how those consensus statements should yeah. be done. This is what we do. We just don't know why yeah. we do it. So we're going to tell you like, you know, eight out of, of the 10 experts on this panel feel strongly that this is the right thing to do. Two disagreed. And they're going to say that in this thing. Two people disagreed and they, they think it should have been this. Um, and the, because the evidence is weak. Or the evidence is weak, but 10 out of 10 think that this is important. Or the evidence is really strong for this one. Or the evidence is moderate. And they have different grading systems. So um, if you're looking for you know, a fairly common disease, so not these rare things, you're like, I've never heard of this before. Um, but you can search specifically for, you can just Google ACVIM consensus statements. And they've got quite a few now. The, AC, uh, the, the ACVIM group has come up with quite a few. And they, they usually collaborate, depending on the disease, they'll collaborate with um, critically or other special specialists that are relevant to that particular problem. So they don't just stay necessarily within the ACVIM umbrella. They will branch out to colleagues from other um, specialties. Um, but they'll try to come together and get a panel of experts and say, you know, what do we think about this? ACVEC has some of these as well. Um, the biggest and, and most well-known one is the recover guidelines for CPR. So like what is all of the evidence and what are the recommendations for what we should be doing um, in veterinary CPR? Um, but there's, there's several others. So um, if you want to look for like a consensus statement, those types of things are helpful. There's obviously a lot more of those in human medicine. And sometimes those are helpful for us. If we don't have a similar consensus statement for animals, um, we can try to extrapolate where possible. Um, and the cool thing is a lot of that research, some of the basic research was done in animals that they, they base that on. Obviously the clinical trials in people are not directly applicable to our patients, but we can extrapolate a fair bit from that depending on what it is and how likely we think the physiology is conserved between people and, you know, dogs and cats, if that's the species we're talking about. So wasn't there, there's like an interesting thing. It's the model for, is it the, is it the kidney? Like the model for all oh, the human studies like lymphoma. Is, is like a dog. So, so there's all yeah. these studies that are Bone the human transplants. studies, but they're all done on dogs. Yeah. So the original bone marrow transplants, all that original research was all done in dogs, like originally. Yeah. And so then, they're human papers. But yeah. They're all using yeah. dog subjects. The original stuff so was all dogs. Yeah. And then some people like circle back. They're like, hey, they were doing this in dogs in order to figure out how to do it in people. And then we weren't doing it for dogs for decades. And they're like, maybe we could just do this for canine patients. So that was one example. Yeah. Where it was like, yeah, there's a number of sepsis studies um, that are done. Pigs are used a lot, but dogs are actually used fairly commonly. Cats get used for a few, like it just depends on the disease that specifically somebody is studying um, because there are a lot of corollaries. Um, and so it can be really helpful where you go, you're like, oh man, I looked in all these, yeah, these, these articles or these are published in human medicine journals, but it was a study on dogs yeah. <laughs> because it was human medical researchers trying to answer a question. We were like, that is directly applicable to what we are doing every day. Um, so those are kind of fun. Um, usually if you in like PubMed, the way things are indexed, 
if you type, if you put veterinary in there, it will include um, articles that were published in a human medical journal, but animals were the subject. Um, those will usually, it doesn't have to be like in a veterinary journal mm-hmm. um, for those usually to pop up in your search. So that's helpful to just include veterinary in your search words. But yeah, it's, um, it, it takes practice and skill to filter through all of these things. And again, the internet is a wonderful, wonderful tool. You have Isn't that one of the things that you have the students it. do a lot? Just like go, go look yep. up some. Yeah. Articles on this. Or I'll do it with them. Like, okay, how are you going to look this up? What are the words you're going to use in your search? What what are you going to use? You're going to use Google, Google Scholar. Are you going to start with regular Google and then narrow it to Google Scholar? Are you going to have you used PubMed before? Do you know these cool features? So I like to like go through it with them. Like, okay, you're out in practice. What are you going to do? You're going to look it up. Okay, well we always say that, but it's like, how are you going to look it up? How are you specifically going to look this up? Um, you know, I think people get comfortable with certain references, like formularies that tell you here's the drugs and here's the doses. But even that's tricky if you don't know how to use it properly. Like plums is one of the most common veterinary formularies that everybody kind of refers to, but plums is not giving you advice on what to do in this case. What plums has done, this is a formulary that brings together pretty much what has been published about this drug in veterinary species. And and that's why when you pull up like, okay, uh, prednisone, I, I know I need to give steroids and okay, here's prednisone. There's like, okay, Situation A, do this. Situation B, and each one of those is a different reference. There's a different paper that has been published about using prednisone for this reason. And you have to then filter through and say, which one applies to my patient? Which is helpful in some situations and frustrating in others where you're like, just tell me what to do. And you're like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Because if there wasn't a specific study for that. So you can find a wide range of things. So again, it, it can be a really useful resource in some situations, but if you don't know how to use it properly, you can just get more and more lost with things. So uh, I do encourage people to practice this. Um, you know, don't think like, oh yeah, it's real easy. I've been using Google searches my whole life. Cool. But like, this is I, you, and yeah, that is helpful. That's probably useful skills that you have, but we've raised the bar a little bit on, you know, the importance of the quality of the information you're getting and, you know, being able to have confidence in the resources that you are using is, is really important. And, um, and the onus I think is on you as the person who is going to that website, right. Is to, to determine, is this credible information that I should use or is this you know, not credible or I, I'm not sure. And then I'm going to, for me, I'm going to err on the side of caution and assume that it's junk. <laughs> like yeah. that's my safety mechanism. I think the hardest thing with that stuff is, um, so you have somebody who's using it, mm-hmm. using like a, a quack website. Yeah. And then how do you tell them? It's like this, Yeah. this isn't good. Yeah. But I really like this. And you're like, yeah, it's very yeah. useful and whatever, but the, they, they it's probably, all yeah. like anecdotal. It could even be like, they're not doing anything bad. Yeah. They're just like wasting money or wasting mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Just doing a bunch of stuff it that doesn't really need hard. to be done. My advice for, if you're listening and you're trying to figure out like, should I, like, should I be double checking myself? If your response to why do you use that website is I feel like it's really good or I feel like it's really helpful. If you are starting this, like even your thought is, is an, I feel statement. Like, I feel like this is a really good website. Wait a minute. Do you feel like, is, is your feeling good science? Why do you feel that way? Is it, is it because there isn't evidence? Because you could say, this is a really good website because of reasons X, Y, and Z. Um, 
But like, if you're trying to talk to a colleague about why is this not a good website? Yeah. Um, I, think, I think there are a lot of veterinarians that are very isolated. Like they don't yeah. get to talk to colleagues. Yeah. So my advice would be like, if you're talking to a colleague or you're at a what like, Oh, that, that does look like a pretty cool website. Do you, are you familiar with like, do, do you know where their resources pages? Like, do you know what their references are? Cause I would love to look into this a little bit more. Like that's probably what I would do. Yeah. And if they don't have a resources page, I'd be like, Oh, yeah, I'm probably going to avoid using it then. Like if I don't know where the, the, the evidence is coming from, then I'm not going to trust it. And yeah. that's all I'm going to do. Because I think the hard part with medicine, so like most things, um, you can try different stuff. So it's yeah. like, oh yeah, anecdotally this worked, but what if I didn't do it? Would yeah, it because all it is But is it's anecdotal. hard in medicine because it's yeah. like, oh, I want, but, I but what if I have to do this anecdotally and then this person's animal dies mm -hmm. because I didn't do it even though like I there had nothing to evidence. back it up. I just felt like it was the right thing. Yeah, to do. that happens a lot. I mean, talk to anybody who works with like exotics or in zoo medicine. There's very little, like where you're like, I, there's nothing about what to do with this disease in this species and this medication. I am having to extrapolate from other things or I'm having to guess, I'm having to borrow from a, like a different, like phylogenetic line. Like this isn't even the same like kingdom of animals that I'm having to, to like that can happen. And um, it, it's what makes it, you know, frustrating, but also, you know, like you're a pretty good company. If, if it makes logical sense, like if you can follow the physiology, because we know a lot about physiology, we don't know everything, but we know a lot. And if this makes sense, that's a good place to start, right? Like if it follows logically, if this is an illogical thing, right? Using, um, a, a you know, a, oh, here's another red flag, another red flag. If you're looking at any, uh, particularly on any treatments and if it if you can tick off like more than three things that this medication does, like I was just thinking that I was like, Oh, if it's, it's like a if panacea, it does everything. It, oh my gosh. It cures insomnia. It'll clear yeah. up your acne. It'll treat your urinary tract infection. It'll fix your, fix your psoriasis. So you're like, no, it won't. That's yeah. not how things work. The body does not work that way. The bot, I mean, the body works that way. The body will fix all the things if you give it time, but there is no medication that you can give to a patient that will fix a huge, like wide range of things. Now, this is an immunosuppressive drug that will treat all sorts of different types of immune mediated diseases. Sure. But the mechanism that you're aiming for is the same versus, you know, this, again, this is a pain medication. Cool. Well, it's also antiviral. No, it's not. Like, wait, what? No, you and it's antiprotozoal. Wait, what? No, no, no. I don't. I don't think that makes it. it probably stops your seizures too. Like, yeah. what? You've just claimed way too many things from I think one that's a, particular a bucket drug. of acid would do all of yeah. those. <laughs> um, so, anytime somebody is claiming that one particular treatment cures many diff, like very different things, that's a huge red flag for me. No, it doesn't. 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 Yeah, we would have been using it all I know. <laughs> we would have stumbled across this. Yeah, like we're trying to do right. Like a lot of people are, are out there trying to do good things. And if this really is that panacea, um, I think I think people would be trying real hard. Yeah. Now, it, it is true that like sometimes we'll come across a medication that has two very distinct functions. And it usually it was like by accident somebody learned that. Um, like Viagra is one of the most famous examples of that. Like we use it to treat pulmonary hypertension. Um, cool. But even like... It's two main mechanisms. It's two main things have to do with changing the the dilation of blood vessels. So, <laughs> causing like in, in, increasing the likelihood of an erection 
is also changing blood flow to an organ versus changing blood flow to the lungs. It just happens to be that um, those are the two different organs, but it's still the same mechanism. Um, so sometimes we stumble across like, oh, this thing that we weren't expecting that. And it treats two very different things. Like, yes, but there is a common link here. There usually is some common link. Um, not always. Sometimes you're just like, oh yeah, it also does that. Um, but there's probably some physiologic underlying mechanism in the body that make, means is the reason why that, that can work for two very different scenarios. Yeah. And um, I just think people would be using it for all this stuff. Yeah, I remember so when um, I'm, I'm good at math. So everybody would always come with me like with the casino games or like mm -hmm. stock market stuff or whatever. It's like, oh, can you, can you do away so that I'm guaranteed to make money? I was like, no. No. It's like, but, uh, people would have like, but what if I do this in math? It's like, if it was possible someone would be doing it. Yes, lots of people, in fact. And then they wouldn't allow you to do it. Like the casinos wouldn't allow you to do it anymore. They would come and be like, that's yeah. no longer legal. Yeah, people figure that stuff out. It's it's not, no, it's not easy. But yeah, yeah. Someone tried there's to no do quick it. and easy fixes. They were trying to get me to do it with uh, craps, like how you could bet and like you'd be able to cover everything and you'd, you'd at least break even. I was like, no, it is impossible. That's not how it works. Yeah, the, the house that always wins. That's the whole point. The whole point of the game. Yeah. The casinos wouldn't allow the game if the house didn't win the majority of the time. Yeah, and I, I didn't even try to do anything. I didn't yeah, even like, like show. Is, yep. He spent like a month trying to work out the numbers. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You're like, no, the people with a lot more money have already sorted this yeah. out. Yeah. So anyway, um, this, this was kind of that, that was the point of the show. It was just to kind of talk about some of those things is to do your work. The internet's a wonderful place and a lot of people have done most of the work for you. You just have to do a little bit to find out if you should trust people. That's all. Oh, and also you can always, um, call somebody like an expert. Oh, this is a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. So everybody who is listening, if you're a veterinarian or a technician or something, you went to school somewhere, you went to tech school, you went to vet school, or you, maybe you're still in school, but you should know one, when you graduate, we will talk to you forever. What I mean by that is if you, um, you go off and you're like, man, I'm super confused. Guess what? Your vet school probably, if it's, if it's one of the vet schools that has a teaching hospital attached to it, there are some that are distributed models and they don't have a, a teaching hospital. Um, but if you're the vet school you graduated from has a teaching hospital, they probably have an emergency service and they probably have somebody like all the time that you can just call and be like, Hey, is there a doctor there that I can talk to or consult with? I want to consult with a criticalist. I want to consult with an internist. You're not gonna be able to do that at three in the morning. Um, but like, Hey, I have a question. There's probably somebody there and they're going to, they're going to offer that to you for free. There are some of the specialty private, um, hospitals that will do consults and they'll charge you, but like the vet schools, as far as I know, none of them are charging for you for this yet. Um, maybe they will one day, but like call yeah. me up and, if you are like, oh, well, the vet school I went to doesn't have, guess what? Some other vet school does. Like, yeah, there's the not that one. many. Go on to Google and be like, what's the nearest vet school to me? Call that one and say, hey, I have, you know, I have a case here. I was wondering if I could consult with somebody. They're probably going to put you through to somebody. It's pretty great. If it's not super urgent, they might leave a message and somebody will call you back or whatnot. But like, even if you're not planning to refer it to that hospital, they will probably talk. I do that. I love it. It's fun. It's fun talking um, through cases with vets. Like, you know, be prepared, have a, you know, a good case presentation ready. Just like when you were in school, like, hey, you're going to start with Signalman. You're going to tell me the history. And um, even better, you start with what your question is going to be. Like, hey, I have a question about how to treat this. Here, let me tell you the case. Um, I, yeah, I find that really enjoyable and a lot of, a lot of veterinarians at different vet schools do. So local pr um, private practices probably offer this service. Again, some of them may charge, some of them may not. Um, but even if not, like 
call the nearest vet school or I don't know, call the vet school that's furthest away from you that speaks yeah. the same language you do. Even like the nearest specialty hospital. Like yeah. People just like talk to, to people. Yeah. They're going to try to be helpful. Um, so there's again, you know, a phone call away. That's my advice. And then depending on which coast you're on, you might be able to like, oh, take advantage of the time differences <laughs> in different places. Like, I don't know, call the UK. Um, depending, like figure it out. But like somebody will want to help you um, if you need help via phone like right now or, you know, put things on the forum. Yeah. There's specialists out there that want to help. So call us up. I've, mm -hmm. I've done this many times and I've, I've gotten like random calls from people in like Alaska and it's, it's kind of fun. You're like, okay, sure. Whatever. I, I don't care. Tell me what you got and I will do my best to help you out. So yeah, that's a good point. Um, if you need, if you need help, those are, those are good references. Um, so you don't have to do it all by yourself. That's yeah. That's the nice glad part you brought about that up. being a smaller profession. Yeah. There's always somebody to help you. I imagine that's also true. And I mean, there's people that you can call in human medicine. It's too. a little harder in human medicine though, because there's so many people. Oh, well, like, yeah. how do I know that I'm calling like, I don't know, not some, not the person everybody hates. Oh, well, they probably won't answer uh, <laughs> or they won't call you back. Yeah. Or maybe that's what they do. That's like the one thing they do really well. Who knows? Do you, I mean, you don't know that's not true in veterinary medicine either. Yeah. But it's, there's less people. So yeah, it's probably not likely. Yeah. Cool. That's what I had. Hopefully you, uh, you find this helpful. It was something that we were chatting about and Tover's like, you should talk about that. So we did. Um, so if you thought this show was lame, it's Tover's fault. If you thought it was awesome, it was my idea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, all right. That's it for this time. We will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.